Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 274 and session number 83 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And you guys have heard me say this time and time again. I love doing these. These are awesome. And it's a way for us to connect and really sit around that table or that coffee shop or wherever we're hanging out, maybe the barbecue, who knows? Um, today it feels like we should be barbecuing. I mean, it's like 87 degrees here in October in South Carolina, which is just awesome. My wife and I just got back from a nice lunch and uh, I'm actually drinking some uh, unsweet tea today. And it's funny, when when I get asked about the tea that I want here at a restaurant, I always say unsweet. I'm, I'm not really a sweet tea guy. And they always ask me, uh, are, are you sure you, you don't want any sweetener? Uh, no, I'm good. But uh, it's kind of odd, I guess, to want unsweet tea. That's just my thing. That's just my thing. All right. Uh, but yeah, we're really enjoying it here. And again, I am super, super excited to be able to hang out with you again. And hopefully you guys are having an awesome day as well. Depending on when you're listening to this, if it's a Friday, hey, cool, we made it through the week, right? And, uh, you know, no major things um, had has happened this week, uh, but we did have a couple things happen, uh, what, a couple weeks ago now. Uh, but uh, I think we're all recovering well, and I think we're all starting to get our get our bearings on, on like where everything is kind of shaking out. And I knew that that's the way it was going to be but everyone does seem to panic. I just did an episode with Chris Guthrie, uh, episode 273, um, the one just before this episode. You might want to go listen to that because we talk about like what's it mean for like, you know, the future of Amazon or just the future of online business and kind of like the different landscapes that's that's been kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess that, that has made us adapt because certain things change. And uh, anyway, I, we can go on and on about that. But just wanted to say, definitely check that episode out. And uh, I'll be doing more in the future with other, uh, you know, people that have just been selling online, but then have been selling on Amazon recently or other platforms. And just to, to kind of understand that it's part of the process. It's part of the journey. All right. And uh, you know what? We're going to learn through these through these times, and uh, and that's what I want to do here today. Though I want to listen to some of your questions, so we can hopefully learn together as well. And uh, again, I want to remind you guys: if you have a question, uh, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and do that. Ask a question, and everyone that's asked a question so far, thank you. Uh, keep them coming. And I do want to say that you know, as you guys have probably been listening along here. Things are starting to pivot for me, right? I'm starting to, again, listen to and see what's happening uh, within, you know, the Amazon space. I'm doing the air quotes. And I've already said this like a while back, right? It's always to me been about like, you know, yes, use the channel, but then build your own your own channel or your own email list. And we're really going to be focusing a lot on that, like just the the good good old-fashioned basics of, of building a business online, right? So if you guys have questions at all about that, definitely submit those as well. It doesn't have to be just Amazon-related. Remember, I've been doing this for a while now online and brick-and-mortar. Uh, I've done physical products. I've done digital products. So if you have any questions on you know audience building or if you have any questions on uh, list building for your product or your brand or branding, uh, definitely submit those. And if I can help you there, I'd love to do that as well. So we're not just limited to Amazon. And I want to start broadening your thinking um, on you know what is the next move? Like, what should we be focusing on? And uh, 
uh, that's really what I'd like to do moving forward on these Ask Scott sessions. So it's not just Amazon related. Uh, so uh, definitely feel free to submit those. Again, theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And the show notes and the transcripts for this episode will be at theamazingseller.com forward slash 274. All right, let's go ahead. Let's let's dive in. Let's get into today's questions. And I can't wait to uh, to respond and give you my thoughts and my answers and whatever else I can give you. All right, let's go ahead. Let's dig in. Hi, Scott. It's Al from Ontario, Canada. I have a question regarding trademarking. As far as I know, the R with a circle around it is a registered trademark symbol, and the TM that you sometimes see is an unregistered trademark label. Wondering if I'm not going to spend the loot right now for the R with the circle, if it's worth just putting the TM and if that's allowed. Um, to me, if I see the TM, it looks a little more uh, credible and professional. And if it's even though it's unregistered, I figure might as well put the TM. Uh, just wondering your thoughts on the TM and uh, if you know any of the, the rules regarding uh, trademark symbols. Thanks for your podcast. And take care. Hey, Al, thank you so much for the question. And you guys know what I'm going to say. And Al, you probably know what I'm going to say right now. A little disclaimer here. I am not an attorney, an legal advisor, none of that stuff, right? Uh, Brody was once in his life, but um, he is retired and he's sleeping and uh, he has a tough time speaking um, English. Um, as of right now. But anyway, all jokes aside, um, trademark and registered trademark, you're right. There, there's different symbols for for different, like, uh, I guess, approvals and, and all of that stuff, right? But again, I don't know much about that. What I do know is that I interviewed uh, Ted Limus on episode 186, and we talk all about trademarks, copyrights, um, patents, all that stuff. Um, and if I remember correctly, again, I'd go back and listen to that episode. But what I what I do remember him saying is that uh, once you more or less make yourself, uh, I, I guess, identified as a certain brand and you have some markings clearly on your website or a domain, uh, even if you're in the stages where you haven't been approved yet, there's still a track record. So I don't think there's anything wrong and again, this is me, like, again, saying, like, for me personally, like, I wouldn't have a problem uh, if I applied for a trademark and I haven't gotten the approval yet if I was to put that on there. I don't think that's a big deal. But I also don't think that it's a big deal that you think that you have to put something on there right now because people are going to go in there and steal your trademark or, uh, you know, your copyright or, or any of that stuff, right? So I know a lot of people get hung up on this and they don't want to launch or release until they have this stuff in place. I think you should probably get it in motion if you're if you're worried about that but I don't think putting a TM or a circle you know an R with the circle is really going to make that that much of a difference you know could it make you know potential threats or hijackers think twice about it maybe but usually those guys don't care they're just going to go after you anyway and if then if they start to get like an attorney following up or any of that stuff then they'll they'll deal with it then so I would say contact your attorney Ask what they think. That would be number one. Number two, listen to uh, episode 186 or maybe listen to 186 and then maybe contact an attorney, right? Um, I know Ted Limus is, is more than happy to answer questions, um, so you can always reach out to him. Um, again, that's 186. We go into, into great depth about that and uh, and what that all means because a lot of times we just don't even understand what it means. But I would say this, anyone that is getting started 
a lot of times we we kind of stunt our growth, if you will, because we we worry about these these things, right? Like we're not talking about possibly infringing on a trademark. That's different, right? That's where I'd be like cautious, right? But for me to say, well, I don't want to launch or I don't want to, uh, you know, put my stuff out there publicly yet because it's not trademarked or I don't have the official symbol or I think that if I have that symbol, it's gonna it's gonna prevent me being hijacked. I just don't believe that. I see people getting hijacked all the time that have patents, that have trademarks, that have registered trademarks. Um, so I again would just you know again just keep that in mind. Um, but again. Uh, this, uh, this is just my take on it. And like I said, I would reach out to Ted or an attorney, ask them their thoughts on your situation. Cause I think everyone's situation is going to be a little bit differently, but I think to put the TM on there, if I can remember correctly, I think, um, uh, I'm pretty sure that you can put it on there. Um, if you, if you have, uh, one, in the works. Um, so anyway, hopefully this has helped you or anyone else listening. Um, and really I think for me is to get anyone out of that, that mindset that they have to have this stuff done before they move forward. Um, cause a lot of times that can prevent you. So, all right, that's going to wrap up that question. Hopefully that was helpful. Al, thank you so much. And let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey Scott, my name is John from Pennsylvania. Um, just want to say thank you for all the information you put out there. Um, it's really helped me quite a bit. Um, my question is I'm selling an item, a a private label item that I've been selling for about two months now, just a little over two months. Um, it's doing pretty well, but the question I have is, um, I guess Amazon damaged a few of my items like that. I've seen them as warehouse damaged or customer sent them back and they were damaged and Amazon has reimbursed me for them, which is fine. Um, the issue is now they've relisted them on my listing, and they're trying to sell them. And and I, which it, oh, which doesn't matter to me. That's fine too. But when trying to change my listing or change the title to optimize it more for pay per click, um, I, I, I'm unable to do that because I, I'm assuming it's because they're on the listing. Um, the product I'm selling is I, I'm selling at like a 50 to $55 price point, and they're selling them, the used ones, for like $43, $44, which is kind of prohibitive for me to just buy them all back. Um, so I was wondering if you had any experience with this or have heard of anybody that, had experience with this and maybe could kind of point me in the right direction or give me a little bit of advice. Thank you. Keep up the good work and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Hey, John, thank you so much for the question. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that can happen for sure. And uh, here's, here's what you, you could do. Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple different things that you could do. Number one is when that item is damaged, uh, and then they are basically going to say, okay, yeah, we damaged it and we're going to go ahead and buy it back from you. Or we're going to basically pay you for the item as if it was purchased because we know that you lost a sale, but now they're going to turn around and sell it as used. What you could do there though, is on that damaged inventory, you know, I would just have it be pulled. You know, I would just pull that inventory. So any of your damaged goods, you should be able to pull that. And that doesn't like allow you to get, 
uh, necessarily reimbursed. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you, you could get reimbursed, but then you, again, you're, you're, they're paying for the item. So now it's their, their, uh, you know, their item now, right? They, they bought it off of you in a sense. So I would say I'd rather pull the inventory, lose whatever my cost of goods are and not allow them to buy it back from me. If that makes sense. Now, if you wanted to, you could just, like you said, you can almost just, if you want to get the buy box back, because if, if you're losing 10 sales a day because they have two of those up there and people are going to buy those instead, number one, those two are going to be gone. There's only going to be a limited amount of those. But if you're losing a ton of sales um, on a daily basis because they have 10 or 15 units in there and you don't want to have to buy all of those, all of those back, uh, well, you, you kind of have to probably lower your price in order to get the buy box back or... Uh, again, just let those sell out. I mean, that's really the only thing you can really do. Now, you're also talking about, you know, what can you do as far as changing the listing? Because now they technically uh, overrided your your listing, which in this case, I don't know how they can do that if it's a used item unless they've taken it over as the brand now. So I'm a little confused there on that because if you're stale, and the other thing I would have to ask is, are you brand registered? If you're brand registered, that's, that should not be happening. If you're not brand registered, that could be um, a slight issue there for you. So again, there's a couple of things there that aren't clear, uh, but uh, I would say worst case, if they have a couple units that are in stock, let those sell and then you'll have everything back. But if they've already taken it over to where you can't edit, then I would contact them and say, listen, I'm the brand owner here. I need control back. I need to be able to edit my own listing. And then you can kind of get to the bottom of it that way. Um, contact the catalog team. Uh, and then I would uh, you know, try to get some answers there. That would probably be your best bet. Uh, again, you know, this may be something that you have to kind of let itself work out if you don't want to buy those pieces back yourself, like you said, at 40 bucks when you're selling them for 50. But if it if it gets your buy box back that you're able to get your natural sales, if you're selling, you know, like I said, 10, 15, 20 a day, that may be worth it. If there's only a couple of units in there. Uh, like I said, in the in the future, I would say any damaged goods, just have it have it destroyed or uh, no, I'm sorry, don't have it destroyed. Uh, basically, have it pulled and have it sent back to you. Or if you don't want to pay the shipping to have it sent back to you, then basically have it destroyed, okay? So that's a couple of different options there for you. So hopefully this has helped you. Hopefully it's helped anyone else that's kind of dealing with this because understand that if you take money from Amazon for a product that is technically, and I'm doing the air quotes, damaged, they're buying it back and they're buying it from you. So now they can sell that product, right? And now you're going to have someone selling, Amazon in this case, uh, you're going to have someone that's buying it uh, you know, and they're selling it on your listing because it's your brand. So I would look at those different factors. Like I said, brand registry, this is where that's really critical because then it, it proves that you've went through the steps to say that I'm the official brand of this product. Um, and then the other thing is, is definitely in the future, just have that inventory pulled and have it either sent back to you or have it destroyed. So those are your different options. So hopefully this helped you. Hopefully it helped anyone else listening. Let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey Scott, how are you man? This is Michael all the way from the Netherlands, uh, Amsterdam. Um, yeah man, first of all, thanks for giving us the opportunity to this Q&A. I really appreciate it. My first uh, set of inventories on the way now. Really excited. Can't wait. Um, I still have one question though. It concerns giving out coupon codes um, in my product launch. Let's say I've created a Facebook ad promoting 
my new garlic press for a dollar. Uh, I would redirect that ad to a squeeze page, which would ask my customers for a name and email address, of course. Uh, that thank you page will tell them that they will get an email with the code and so on and so on, you know. Um, but how will I get a single-use coupon code to every reviewer, every reviewer, every customer? Well, I'm doing it for review, so reviewer. Uh, without having to send them emails manually with a different code every time. So that not one code is used like 10,000 times and I run out of stock and I will die. Um, yeah, man. If you could uh, give me some insights on that, really appreciate it. Thanks for your time and keep up the good work, man. Ciao. Hey, Michael, all the way from the Netherlands. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And I love these questions. You guys know that. Uh, we're, we're talking about taking a Facebook ad, uh, targeting uh, a certain audience, and then presenting them with our product at a discount, okay? At a steep discount. Uh, and in this case, you know, I think, Michael, you asked this question before. Actually, I know you did. It was before this recent update for reviews and all that stuff. And how much should we discount our product? I still think that you can you can give your product away at a deep discount, whether it's you know 50% off, whether it's 75% off. Um, I think then it's going to just depend if we're, those reviews are going to actually uh, stick or be able to stick. So, I'm going to give you uh, kind of, I guess, the updated version of this, that if you are running Facebook ads, basically to capture the email address and to get a sale, then I'd say go for it. And in the back end of everything, you're still going to send them through through your normal, like, uh, you know, give us, uh, you know, your feedback, you know, let us know how we did type thing, right? In in the follow-up sequence, whether you do that manually or whether you use a service like SalesBacker to do that, okay? That's still going to be the plan. But I think that we have to understand that you, you're really doing this to spike sales and then in the end get some reviews, whether that's organically from now that you're ranking, but you're also building that email list, which I think a lot of people gloss over. That is so very, very important. Now to, you know, let's say that you went and you did the, the coupon code where you're going to give it to them uh, individually and they were going to get, you know, 90 some odd percent off, right? They're going to get it for a dollar still. And you were going to do that whole thing. Um, you're right. You're going to have to figure out a way to deliver that coupon. And that could be manual. Uh, you, you know, I mean, if you're only talking 10 a day, well, it's 10 emails a day that when they come through, you're just going to have to email those people or have someone email those people, those one-time use codes. Now, I know there is, I think there is uh, a couple of solutions out there, I think, for delivering the one-time use codes, but I'm not that familiar with it right now. Um, I am in the process right now of coming up with a solution myself. Um, so once that is like ready and I've tested it and I think it's working well, I'll let you guys know. Um, but you know, right now, honestly, if you build that email list with a deep discount, I would I would start off by trying to just do 50% off and see what it, see what happens, and then maybe go to 75%. You know, so that's that's how you could do that, right? But the other thing that you could do is let's say that you're going to discount it 50% off your regular price. Why not just do a flash sale for that day, right? So instead of even having to have a coupon, you run Facebook ads for that day. 
you put it up on on Amazon or you you update Amazon your listing and you say, you know, you just drop your price. Like it's normally sells for 30 and that day it's going to sell for 15. And then anyone that goes through that Facebook ad hits the landing page, enters their name and email address, they go to the thank you page and it gives them a link that goes directly to the listing and they get it for that 50% off. Like that would be like the easiest way, right? And you're not entering a coupon code, which we don't know if Amazon is going to look at a discount code as far as how much has been discounted to where they will not allow us to now uh, or allow that person to leave a review. They'll, They'll maybe let them leave the review, but will it actually show? We don't know that yet. There hasn't been enough time to figure that part out yet. But what we do know is if someone bought something at the price that it is on Amazon without a discount code, there's the chances of that review sticking are pretty, pretty good because all it was, was you just dropped your price for a day or two or a weekend or whatever. Right now, if you are dropping the price so much that a competitor could buy that product and then sell that product against your, your, uh, you know, your own listing, that'd be bad. So that's why you don't really want to go too crazy with that discount publicly. Um, and that's where a coupon code would come in handy. So if you're still going to give away units for a dollar, right? Or $2 or five or whatever it is, then you want to have those one-time use codes in, in, in place. And that would be, uh, you know, having a, uh, having a VA or even yourself manually emailing every person that enters their email address into your autoresponder. Uh, or, uh, you know, if there's a solution out there for that, you could use that, that solution for a one-time use generator type code. And that's kind of what, again, like that's what I'm kind of working on right now. Again, I'll keep you guys posted on that. I heard there's a couple other solutions out there. Um, I haven't really heard um, good things about them. Um, some of them saying that the code codes were not going through properly or people were getting frustrated because it was giving out the code more than once. And it, it just it just seemed like it was clunky. So until I can say that I've used it, I've tried it, it works, or at least someone I know closely has used it and it works, then I'll, I'll talk about it. Again, uh, I'm trying to f- create something for myself internally that I could hopefully share uh, here soon. So I'll let you guys know more about that. But um, I think it's a great strategy. Anyone else listening right now, you heard me you know, talk about this before. I'm going to talk about it again. You know, A simple way to do this is to really just get yourself... Uh, you know, a landing page, uh, you can use leadpages.net. I, uh, I've got them on my resources page. Uh, I've used them for years. AWeber to collect the emails. Um, there's MailChimp, any of those. And that's really all the tools you need. So it's really taking the audience that you're targeting uh, for your product, putting up a, a, a really strong offer or discount. And then from there, grabbing the email address in exchange for, um, for the offer right? So it's like, hey, get this for 50% off, you know, enter your name and email address to claim your code. And then boom, they go there and now you got their email address. Now you can start to follow up with them. There's a whole bunch of cool things you can do with that um, by delivering more value, by following up with customer support, giving them more tips and tricks and whatever your product yields uh, the best kind of content you're going to want to, you're going to want to use. And we'll talk more about this again. I'm I'm really, really feeling strongly about this. And I, I mean, it's, again, it goes back to, you know, when I started over, you know, almost 10 years now, actually longer than that. In the brick and mortar in my photography business, we were collecting emails back then from our customers and then following up with them. And we were selling out our, uh, our holiday photography sessions well before the holiday season. So like we were booked, gosh, when we were really cranking along there and my, my little email list of only like 800 customers, which that's all about we had, but 
800 customers for a small brick and mortar business is pretty large, especially that they're all customers that spent probably 500 plus each. Um, it's a pretty solid list, right? And I was just mailing them like, you know, uh, I would use like a blind copy. You know, I didn't even have an autoresponder. I would just collect it and enter it into my uh, Gmail or my Yahoo account, right? But being able to notify them that, hey, we're getting ready for, uh, you know, the holiday season. This is two months before the holiday season. And then I would let them know. And people that had come the year before that didn't want to miss out on that spot, they would book right there and give us a deposit. So we were able to book up really, really fast. And that's the power of email lists. It's still here today. Now it's even easier because we, we have different ways we can collect it and we can build social media platforms that also support um, our businesses that also then lead people back to our email list. And uh, if you get that raving fan base, I'm telling you, it, it's there, there's nothing there's nothing like it. Uh, there really isn't. And now with Facebook, being able to target your ideal person, huh, game over. It's just great. All right, so uh, you guys can see I get pretty excited about that stuff. And actually, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, probably going to be after or just before we do our live event in in uh, Phoenix, Arizona this year. Day two of that event is going to be all about this stuff right here, and I can't wait. We're going to be doing like real, real live like examples of what this would look like. We're going to build it out together going through this whole process and um, and showing how to go from zero to a thousand people on your email list in a relatively short time, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you guys are listening to this before that, which I'm not sure if you're going to be able to, but if you are, before November 5th and 6th, that is, um, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live and see if there's any spots left. If there are, come on over. We'd love to hang out with you. Uh, if not, get on the uh, get on the registration list because we'll announce when we'll do another one. And we're planning on possibly doing some smaller workshop type stuff like this one here. Like I'm talking like 15, 20 people max. Um, I just like to keep it really small. You, like this here, like we're all sitting around a room together in a coffee shop. That's what I want it to be like. So uh, anyway, I've talked long enough on that. This is going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. Uh, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, hopefully, you guys got a lot of value from me answering these questions and kind of giving you my take. I know myself personally, I learn a ton just by listening to other people's um, ideas or ways that they would get around a certain situation because not every situation is the same. And hopefully you're getting that same kind of value here. If you have a question uh, or a struggle or an obstacle that you want me to you know, give you that uh, feedback on or you want to bounce an idea, uh, definitely go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and, uh, and do that. Just ask your question over there or feedback. I've even had people that su- that submit some of their own tips and techniques that they've used that work well that they just want to share. So if you have those, send them over as well. And uh, you know, depending on when you send this, it may take a month, a uh, month and a half to actually answer the question. And I'm, I'm about that far out, but uh, definitely still submit it. I'd love to hear from you. All right. So guys, that is it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, there's show notes to this. There's transcripts uh, to this episode. This is going to be theamazingseller.com forward slash 274. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being listeners of the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I really do believe that the people that are listening, that's you, uh, are 
my my friends in in this business space and and uh, you know I, I really want to be able to connect with you whether it's here on the podcast whether it's you know maybe at a workshop that we do online or maybe it's the workshop we do in person but I really want to be able to connect with you as a person and uh, and be able to try to help each other move forward in this uh, in this journey of business and life so I just want to say thank you so much I do appreciate each and every one of you all right guys that's it that's gonna wrap it up remember I'm here for you I believe you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, you know what's coming, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, weekend, whatever time it is, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode, now go get on.